to get word. He was wondering if, if his, any of his family had survived, and his wife sent word, two words on this telegraph, saved alone. So Mr. Spafford knew that his daughters had died in that um, shipwreck, and his wife was alone saved. And so he took shipping to, to go and to meet his wife, and, as he, and he told the captain when the, the ship passed over the place where the, the ship had sank and he lost his daughters to wake him up and come to his cabin, and he did. And It was during that trip over the waters where his daughters had died that God gave him the words to this song. Philip Bliss, P.P. Bliss, was the one that actually put the music to the song. P.P. Bliss uh, was a song leader in some of the bigger crusades. I can't remember. It was Moody's. I'm pretty sure it was Moody's. Uh, one of the song leader in some of his Moody's evangelistic campaigns. P.P. Bliss and his wife was taking a train, and the train derailed. And his wife was pinned in the wreckage. And uh, his wife, of course, he was trying to get his wife out. The train was on fire. And he was trying to get his wife unpinned and get her to safety. And his wife said, no. He said, you've got a full life ahead. Philip said, you just go ahead. Save yourself. And just leave me to, to die and go on to glory. Philip says, I'll not leave you. And it was said, <laughs> the spectators heard. The two of them together, as the flames approached them, and as they was getting ready to perish, the two of them singing, It is well with my soul. Amen. You know stuff like that, it kind of helps bring it to, to life. And I'm glad. I love that second song. Or second, third verse. My sin, not in part, but the whole. Nailed to the cross that I bear it no more. Mm -mm -mm. It is well, it is well with my soul. Yeah. Brother Tim was in Psalm 21 tonight. A couple of the king shall joy in thy strength, O Lord, and in thy salvation, how greatly shall he rejoice. Verse number five His glory is great in thy salvation. Honor and majesty hast thou laid upon him. And what we did tonight was just, just worshiping him for his, his great salvation. And guess where we're at tonight? <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6. Next piece of armor, Ephesians chapter 6. The girdle of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This morning with the shield of faith, appreciate what Brother Tim brought out in the men's Sunday school about that shield. Tonight we're looking at the fifth piece, if I've counted right. <laughs> the helmet of salvation. Again, we'll read 10 through... 20. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in high place. Oh, I'm sorry. Against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, Take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, 
and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for thy great salvation. And Lord, for just bearing upon the cross the sins of this world, my sins, dear God. And Lord, as we look at thy great salvation tonight, the helmet of salvation, Lord, help us to get a good grasp and a hold of what all salvation means to each and every one of us that are your children. We ask and pray that you'll guide and direct and help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm trying to find this morning my notes because I was thinking while we were singing that there was a passage there that I didn't reference. I got a little distracted at times. Um, yeah, I never, I skipped right over it. Hang on a second. First John five verses one through five. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Um, Our faith, and that's where we was at this morning, above all, and that shield of faith. Faith, we sing the song, faith is the victory, faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. I was, as was flipping tonight I seen hold the fort <laughs> talking about his coming now we sing the song we sang but that that hold the fort song you know those that have gone on and of course <laughs> wave the answer back to heaven when we sing the song we hold up the word of God and we're still in this fight and it's a good fight Paul tells us in the scriptures it's the fight of faith Paul tells us in the scriptures here, here again he's talking to the Ephesus church um, and he's dealing, uh, he's teaching them. He told them about the wolves that they would face and then encounter. Uh, he said, look, I'm not going to be able, you'll never see my face again. The, the, the Ephesian elders were very saddened at that. They wept over that. Uh, this, this letter back to the church in Ephesus, uh, you know, he had already warned them about the, the wolves. Here he is talking about the spiritual warfare uh, and, and, and what the enemy is and how that it is not flesh and blood, although the devil uses flesh and blood. It's one of his wiles. Uh, somebody was talking about being possessed with the devil, and uh, I never have seen in the Word of God where that ended. I believe... Folks can be possessed of the devil still today. Uh, pharma, pharma, pharmacia or pharma, whatever, the, the Greek word, the Latin word that we get our, our term pharmaceutical from uh, kind of goes along that same context. Uh, uh, and it's in a, a kind of a negative context. And folks are on drugs, and I believe uh, a lot of that is driven by the devil and, uh, and those spirits. And just like the one that, you know, he cleaned his own self up. He didn't have the indwelling Holy Spirit. He just, he just did, turned over a new leaf, cleaned himself up. So, you know, the one spirit left and come back with seven more. Amen. And, uh, and, moved in his, and the end of his estate was worse than the beginning. And, uh, you know, oftentimes just in conversation about the world and the things that's going on in the world and, and uh, 
the things around us, you know. Well, in Brother Glenn's day, and even some of the things in my young childhood, you know, you didn't hear about uh, the word divorce. Uh, I know, I know. In Brother Glenn's day, you, I mean, it was just if it if it was mentioned, it was it was it was among adults, and it was very hush hush. And it was a shame in the community. And even in my day, in the seventies, when that revolution of the sixties <laughs> come out, and the songs in Hollywood and so on and so forth began to turn while I was growing up. But even the song, they spelt it out, D-I-V-O-R-C-E. They didn't say the word. They spelt it out in the song, glorified all that mess. And, uh, you know, it was just, and then, you know, in, back in the day and in our, when, when there was morals in society, even among the lost folks, they, was, they taught morals. More, they was taught morals, you know, in the community, morals in the, at the schoolhouse, Morals down at the church house, good, good, godly principles. Where I'm on all of this, and uh, just you know, where it was a shame. I, I had it in my extended family. You know, a great, my great, my grandfather's brother, his oldest brother, had a daughter that. Became with child out of wedlock. And it was a shame. You know, and so they just kind of, the daughter had a child and then they raised it as their own. And the child grew up thinking that her older, that her mama in real life was her older sister. And, and, and it was that way for a long, long, long time. And I believe that my cousin, because it's an extended cousin there, it was well on up in years before she knew the truth. Because, you know, looking at on the outside, for those that didn't know, they just seen a man and a woman and their three children. Because it would have been a shame the other way. And now, people within churches, I've seen it, get... Expecting out of wedlock, maybe within a church. I've seen it, and they'll come and they'll come before the church and they'll confess their sin. And I've seen it. I just it was just it was grievous because it was a it appeared to be a very shallow confession and a very shallow repentance because almost immediately at the end of the service. Whenever the preacher said amen and dismissed the service, then the, the, the joy turned on to her face. And they're talking about, you know, you know, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're glorying in that there's a, a grandchild on the way that mama was, you know, mama there in the service. And it ought not to be that way. There should still be a, a shame to sin. Anyway, this, oh, that's where I got it. So Paul writing again to the, the Ephesus church, look, there's some things that the devil uses. We mentioned the wiles, and he gets into people, these powers and rulers of darkness of this, uh, of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places, and those principalities, those princes, like the prince of Persia that we've seen in Daniel, you know, these unseen this unseen realm, and we have probably seen angels, and eternity will tell. When we get on the other side, we're like, oh, you were an angel? <laughs> and, and, and the Bible talks about entertaining angels unawares in Hebrews 13. And uh, so I believe that not, not only in this, in this dispensation, if you want to use that word, in today's, in today's realm, I believe not only do the devils in, uh, indwell people and possess people, but then on the flip side of it, you know, that um, 
Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. And they're talking about that love and how that people will know us. And we just mentioned that in 1 John 5. But I wanted to bring out the fact that I didn't this morning that faith is our victory. You know, when we're talking about the warfare and we're talking about this armor and, and, the, and the, the importance, above all, the importance of faith. You know, we're victorious. And, 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 and you know, we're on... Who can, if God be for us, who can be against us? I mean, David is a good example of that. You know, Brother, Brother Tim is talking about David becoming a king, and David is a good example of that when he faced Goliath. He didn't go out w- with the attitude of the rest of the armies of Israel. You know, he, you know seeing, seeing the size of Goliath and allowing uh, the the Philistine to to mock and to curse their God. David went out and it it it, 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 it created a a righteous indignation within right. David's heart. Sure He's like, who is that uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies? Right. You know, and and then he said, I'll go and face him because I know that God is able at my hand to deliver. And he went out and did it. And lots of times, one, we don't think that we're in this battle, but we, we clearly say in the scriptures that we are. He tells us who, what we're wrestling against. He tells us that, you know, about the wiles and, and another scripture, the devices of the devil, and how that we're not to be ignorant of those things. So he gives us clear instruction of how to overcome. But like I said this morning, we've got to put this armor on. And faith is our victory. For for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which leads us, because it's the sentence continuing, leads us into the next piece of armor. And that is that helmet of salvation. And, so above all, taking the shield of faith in verse 17, and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. We're just going to do the helmet tonight. <laughs> we'll get to the sword next time. But the helmet of salvation. I looked up the word salvation. There was like three different definitions, maybe two in the 1828, in which he uses scripture references oft times in his definitions, which is why I like that dictionary there. Appropriately, so salvation, appropriately in theology, the redemption of man from the bondage of sin and liability to eternal death. And so it's, it's, it's redemption from that, from sin and liability of eternal death, that's the negative part of salvation, and it's the conferring on him everlasting happiness. This is the great salvation. So we don't have to die eternally, and we have everlasting life and everlasting happiness uh, 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 conferred upon us. But again, kind of, I kind of alluded to it this morning, is the fact that he's already talking to safe folks here. And he's telling you to... Put on the helmet of salvation. So what does that mean? Well, again, how God puts it all together, where Brother Glenn was at in Romans chapter 8 this morning, and, and he even mentioned it last week, and he's, let's just go there. <laughs> um, let's see here. Romans eight twenty one. Because the creature itself also, yeah, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. We, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. 
even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to uh, for the adoption to wit the redemption of the body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Back up to verse number 23, the last phrase there. We're waiting for the redemption of the body. We are saved, our soul is saved at, at the new birth. And, but we're wait, we're not, like he's been bringing out, we're not fully saved. That's why we put on this salvation. You know, and, and that's another thing that, you know, we're still waiting and there's still a hope involved in this salvation. First Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 5. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, okay, because of that, therefore let us not sleep as do others. But let us watch and be sober. Now, uh, we just pause right there. And we can go back to the Old Testament scripture. There was a watchman on the wall. And that watchman on the wall was probably a part of the military. In fact, probably the one striper. (laughs) They're the ones that had to stand watch. You know, I remember they even started that in our basic training there in the Air Force that we had to have, that just wanted to instill that in us, and we had to pull dorm guard duty. And it really didn't make any kind of sense to me whatsoever. We're behind a locked door. (laughs) Nobody could get in that door unless you had a key, and so you you would be authorized. Sister or Miss Millie's got keys, so you know she'd have. That she would have access and authorization to get in that door, and at any given time the TIs could come in, they had the key. But they would purposely come up to the locked door and knock, and we, and we would we kind of go through this little spiel about checking their authorization. And so once we, we would verify that, they could come on into the dorm. You know, uh, there's often times that they just, you know, hit the key and go, depending on what was going on. But most of the time they went through that little routine. You know, and so we, I think it was two-hour watches or whatever. So, you know, when you had it from, you know, four to six or two to four in the morning, in fact, people got in trouble. You had to get up, had to kind of make your bed up a little bit. And, and so you had, we had two bays, and each bay had two rows of beds. So one of our fellas, he, uh, he, he pulled the overnight watch, you know, and you're supposed to make your rounds every, and supposed to annotate that on, on the little log book, and, you know, you're going around with your flashlight. No, no, nothing is happening. Maybe every now and then somebody get up and go to the bathroom, but it was just, it was just something to teach us. Anyway, he got a little, he, he was going down through there, and he seen his bed. And he thought, well, I'll just sit here on the end of my bed because nobody can, I mean, if he wanted to come in with the key, they'll, we'll knock on the door and surely I'll hear it. <laughs> he sat on his bed. And in the minute he leaned back on his bed, I'll just lay here, I'll, be, I'll stay away. <laughs> and he fell asleep. And so, sure enough, guess when the T.I. showed up? Knocked on the door, and he looks in the window, doesn't see the... Doesn't see the dorm guard. He thought, and he looks at his clock, and he's like, he shouldn't be on his rounds. So he pulls out his keys, walk in. He looks down the first bay. Everybody's tucked in their bed in the second. He walks over to the second bay, and he sees these two legs hanging over the end of the bed. Needless to say, it was a rude awakening for that young man in the middle of the night. So, but the watchman, we're to watch, and that again goes to we, you know, we, we can talk it militarily. We can talk it, uh, you know, when we've talked about this, we've talked about the, the, the contest, like in the Olympics and in the sporting events and things like that, running that race. But to, to watch here 
again, can be a military-type position. Let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet the hope of salvation. It doesn't just say the helmet of salvation. Talking to the Thessalonican church, he says hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as ye do also. As I was studying this night, you know, there are those folks, and I think it was even alluded to this morning, there's, there's those folks that believe that you can lose your salvation and then reobtain your salvation. Because some of the way that uh, these scriptures word are worded, I could see really where they could get that false doctrine. It's not, you know, you know, and, and they're like, you know, but you know, but you have to obtain it. You have to, you know, you have to uh, work out your own salvation. And there's there are scriptures along these lines, you know, that he's again in this passage of scripture he's talking to the um, uh, to the church. Uh, and yeah, verse number nine there, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. But, he, but aren't they already saved? See, there's a question mark. Well, yes, they are. But we're not all completely saved. Our soul is saved. We're headed to heaven. And if we died right now to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But the, what the, 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 the spirit, what we read there in Romans, what we're groaning for is that new body. That's when we'll be complete. That's when our salvation will be made, uh, made sight. That's when our faith shall be made sight. That's when our salvation will be made whole. And it's another thing, too, in, in the way that, that I, I'm reading this. Again, he's talking to putting that helmet of salvation on. Uh, you know, once we put it on, it's, you know, it, it comes by faith. We put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood and not that we can lose it when we, when we put our faith in him. Look, we're putting our faith, and, that's, and I've often made this, this statement, and I've heard other preachers do it too. You know, we can, we can by faith trust him for our soul's deliverance in salvation but then we don't have enough faith to trust him to pay our water bill. <laughs> or to put food on our table. Or to put clothes on our back. You know what I'm saying? And so, so that in itself, I mean, you know, how, much, how much faith does it take to, to be made whole in salvation? But then there again, where, where should our faith, why is our faith wavering? I mean, that goes back to that this morning's message. And, and really, when we, when, we, when we entrust the Lord with our soul in salvation, if you want to put it that way, by faith we believe that Jesus, we believe the gospel, that he died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried, rose again the third day according to the scripture, and, 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 and that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, that, uh, what is it, uh, the words here, let me just look at it, uh, that, um, mm-hmm, absolutely, right here. But as, but as many as received him, to, they, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were not born of, uh, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, uh, nor of the will of God, but uh, man, but of God. We're born of God. Amen. You know, the scriptures... Uh, you know, we talk about that and we see that, but really, when we put our faith, whenever it happened, who was it in 1950? You? Yeah. Brother Glenn, in 1950, put his faith in the Lord for salvation. In 1981, I put my, Lord, my faith in the Lord for salvation in whatever year you want to put it. But since 1950, since 1981, since the 
Since the year that you put your faith in the Lord for salvation, each and every day, you're exercising faith in that salvation. I mean, you, you've trusted him the initial time, but, he, but, but we're, we're living by faith. Every day is, is, a, is, a, is, is a, a day that we, we say, okay, we've put our trust in thee and salvation. We can put our trust in thee and all these other things too. And, and then we, we are also grown in the spirit waiting for that redemption of the body. And the salvation, if you want to put it that way, that comes with that. We, we've not obtained, we have obtained everlasting life in the spiritual realm, but not in the physical yet. And there, so, so in that respect, we're still waiting for this flesh to be saved. Sister Debbie was talking about some new medicine there. That she's having for all of her infirmities, and Lisa, the medicine she's on, you know, they she they tried her on the 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 big dose, but it was upsetting her stomach, and it was making her just want to sleep all the time. So they backed it to the to the half dose. Maybe that she could maybe work up. One of the things I want to do is to see if she can take the fuller dose because in the studies it had. It had proved, you know, they had they have longer studies on the fuller dose. But they said if she can't take the fuller dose, just to back off and go back to the half dose because it seems to be working. But, um, you know, the, the things that we do, you know, for this body and the infirmities that we have in the body, uh, where I messed my shoulder up right after I moved here and I couldn't lift my arm, you know, I aggravated it a little bit with, uh, with that paint roller on the stick. And uh, just up and down the ladder, I'm feeling things that <laughs> muscle. <laughs> I, I I got up after you know this afternoon to come over to the church, and my legs wanted to uh, one of my legs, one of my muscles in my leg wanted to start cramping. I'm like, of all the times you want to do that, but it was because I was up and down the ladder a little bit yesterday. But the body is just we all have those aches and pains, and and realize you know, Lisa was joking around about you know, paint in her hair that she couldn't wash out. I said, that's just the grace. He said, that's what I'm referring to, all right? So anyway, and we was kind of joking around that way. And uh, you, you, you rushed, you know, you rushed against something. You got, oh, no, that's just your gray hairs, you know, that, and things like that. But, but, but we, we're growing. One of these days we'll obtain salvation for this body. We will all, it'll all come together. And there's where, when we read some of these, like like our passage here in Ephesians, and the fact that, look, salvation for the flesh is coming, we can put on we and we can look forward to that salvation each and every day. When we get up, we re, we remember when we first put our faith in the Lord. But each and every day, our faith is still in the Lord for salvation. Not that we have to get saved again. It's just that we. Re rehearse and we reestablish. We we no not reestablish. That's as if we, but we rehearse. That's a good thing. We just we remember. We remember what we've you know the faith that we've put into him, and that goes back to being fully persuaded, and being fixed like he said tonight. You know, being fully fully persuaded that neither. All that whole list there that we read this morning, and including the powers and the principalities. Nothing's going to separate from the love of God. And one of these days we will obtain the salvation of, to wit, the redemption of our body. We're just waiting. And it goes back to that earnest. And so, so again, which is the hope that we read there in 1 Thessalonians 5, 8. Let us be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for the helmet, the hope of salvation. So that, that's, that's looking forward. Look, but he's talking to safe folks. So you scratch your head, and you're like, what? You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for. There's still some things we, in this body, are hoping for. And that's one of these days, like you said, uh, oh, Lord, haste the day. When my faith shall be sad. 
Let's see here. 1 Peter 1. We've, we've been there before, but as I reread it in this light, I'm like, oh. First <laughs> Peter 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and at which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. There's that living, that, that's a hope that we are constantly exercising. That's a, a hope that we're, we're reaching to. and reaching. It's, it's a living hope. It's not a dead hope. We haven't given up hope. It's something that we're still reaching forward to that lively hope. Let's see here. Um, all right. So I, 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 there we go. Lively hope. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance. So we're, again, reaching forward. We're looking forward to. By his resurrection to an inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled, that, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. And that's where we was at today. Faith this morning, salvation tonight. All in the armor of God. For faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed, it's ahead of us at the last time. You know, so we are, our bodies are saved, and we, if we're absent from the body, and even if we're absent, if we died right now, today, tonight, and we have our funeral here sometime this coming week, and we lay out the casket here. People come by and raise their respects. You know, the, there's those. There are those uh, sentiments. Of, you know, we know that he's in a better place. He's in heaven. Da, da, da. But we know that this body is going to be put out there in the ground and it's going to rot. So to be absent from the body, so what's out of the shell is to be present with the Lord. So we are enjoying his presence, but even then, there's something that we're hoping for in the future. Is the fact that all that body that has gone back to dust is going to raise <laughs> a glorified body. And Brother Glenn brought it out last week, that spirit that now dwelleth within us, the spirit is going to change. The spirit is going to cause us to resurrect. And that's something we look forward to. So when we see the salvation, and sometimes the way it's written, it's not the fact, that it, because it's salvation to, and we're reading it to the saints in the churches, but it's saying there's a salvation that's ahead of us. And this is what it's talking about. So who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. That's ahead of us. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Why? <laughs> the last verse of that song. Why can we look forward and, you know, to his appearing? Because that's when the last time it's going to be revealed that we're going to all be put together in that glorified body to ever be with him. And not until then. Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, there's that faith again, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even... The salvation of your souls. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of the time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. He's in Romans chapter 8. We talked about that sufferings. Unto whom it was revealed that... Uh, not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them 
that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Then in Jude 1, well, Jude, I got Jude 1 on my paper because that's the way the computer puts it. So Jude, Jude 1, okay, Jude, first verse. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. So who is he writing this to? Those who are sanctified, those who are preserved, and those who are called. Can we raise our hand and say that that's us? I mean, if you're saved, you can. I'm sanctified. I'm preserved. And I'm called unto salvation. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, so he's talking to say folks here, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the Spirit. So it's a common salvation. You know, this, so... Um, so, as as a as the child of God, earnestly contending for the faith which is delivered. Okay, so it's a common salvation. It's somebody, and it's to again. Uh, he that I gave all diligence to write unto you the common. It was needful for me to write unto you, and exhort you that you should earnestly contend. So he's already talking to the saints, but. It's, Still yet, he's talking about this salvation. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1 verse 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. So he's gathering together all of us. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest, which was talked about this morning, the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory." What are we waiting for? We're saved, but there's still something that we're waiting for. And that's the redemption of the body. And the full salvation that comes when we're whole. We're not whole yet. (laughs) We're saved internally. We have the internal dwelling of the Holy Spirit. But the body that still wrestles, like he talked about in in, uh, the end of Romans chapter 7, there's still that, that wrestling and that war that we deal with this crazy flesh of ours. That defeats us, and so on and so forth. But again, this helmet of salvation will help us gather all these thoughts and and help us to focus because that's where it's at. It's on our head. And when we're thinking about salvation in the right way, because again, it's on our head, the helmet of salvation, and it protects our head, but, but it helps us in our thinking. When we get things in perspective, I think that's one of the things too. This helmet is is the right perspective of the Word of God, right perspective of the things of God, and know that faith is our victory, and we've already overcome. You know, He's He's overcome. We're just along for the ride. We're here to serve. We're here to carry the gospel. Uh, the um, absolutely the. Hang on a minute. There it is. The preparation of the gospel of peace. I couldn't find that word preparation. We're here to carry that to others. And that helmet helps us to think in the right way and keep things in perspective as to what this is all, what all this entails. Verse number 13, In whom you also trusted after that ye heard the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also... After ye believed that ye were sealed, oh yeah, I done read that. To our, the redemption, the purchased possession, 
unto the praise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. So, so there's still something ahead of us. There's still something ahead of us. Uh, I see, I read that, read that. Titus. Again, we've been in Titus before. Titus 2. Let's go through these. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for, see, that's ahead of us, looking for that blessed hope. Now, he told the Thessalonican church that it was putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. So he uses the word hope again here, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that, we might, that he might redeem us. There it is, that redemption of our body. He might redeem us from all iniquity and purifying to himself a peculiar people, zealous of good work. Now, we've been redeemed. Our souls have been paid for. Our sins have been forgiven. But it's still yet we're not whole. There's still, a, there's still something to obtain out there. There's still a, salva- a part of salvation, if you want to put it that way, that we're looking forward to. And that's this, this body being saved. I mean, the, the flesh being saved. The flesh being glorified. The flesh being changed. Hebrews 1, 13 and 14. But to which the angel said, He at any time sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? So again, being an heir of salvation again points to the future. We've not obtained it yet. And then we then the way that my notes was written, then I went to I said all that to, to get to Romans chapter eight and uh, verse number twenty three, which I've already covered. So we have these. We have all this scripture, and many of these scriptures points to something ahead in our salvation. And that's that redemption of this body. You know, and so, so I, and like I said, you know, it was amazing that Brother Glenn was exactly where he was this morning. And then last week as well, and he's covered some of these things. And, and then here we are about this salvation tonight. Because, he's, again, in the context of the scripture, he's talking to saved folks in the Ephesus church. And when we're putting on the helmet of salvation, it's not the saving, it's not saving faith. When we talked about that faith this morning, it's not saving faith. It's fighting faith. And that salvation is, look, we, we got a goal out ahead of us. Look, we're to carry the gospel that others might hear. We're to carry the gospel that others, we talked about that light and that darkness and how that we are to be of the, uh, be sober, those who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for the helmet, the hope of salvation, you know, and to take that uh, to others, to let our light so shine that men may see us and glorify the Father. Matthew chapter four, seven, seven, it is, I think. They'll see our good works and they'll glorify the Father. They're going to see us. They're going to, they're going to hear us. They're going to see, hear the gospel at our, uh, at, our, at our mouths and they're going to hear or they're going to watch us in our fight and they're going to get, hopefully get in the fight themselves and then they'll glorify the Father. But these things are future. So, so that faith is not saving faith. That salvation is not salvation as far as from your sins. It is the salvation that we have that hope. That, that, like I said, again, uh, the breastplate of faith and love and for the helmet, the hope of salvation, future. Right. You know, we can keep on plugging, you know, as, as we all get up and we all look in the mirror and we all feel the aches and pains and the infirmities within our body. Right. We can say within ourselves, one of these days. Right. One of these days, it won't be this way. When we face, right. when we face the battle, when we fight this flesh, and we face the battles that we face every day. One of these days, our, our faith will become sight. We will see him as he is because we shall be like him. And that's in that glorified body. Hallelujah. One of these days is that way. Hallelujah. All right. So there's, there's that. So 
So, that in the ages to come, well, back up to the sins. Uh, okay, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. So we've obtained that salvation. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Faith is the victory. We've already overcome. <laughs> that in ages to come he might show the exceeding. There's forward, the ages to come. He might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. So, so he, uh, yeah, he might show us forward, forward tense, future tense, the exceeding riches of his grace. What a day that will be. When my Jesus I shall see. I'm glad, you know, we couldn't, if we saw him today in his glory, we, we, we couldn't. We couldn't in our, but one of these days, our faith will be sight, and we will see him as he is because we will be like him. And when we read, like Brother Glenn pointed out this morning, when we read in Acts, his resurrected body, how that he appeared, I mean, he ate, uh, and it was, it was a body, it was a, a, a tangible body. Thomas, reach here and put your hand to my side. Reach here to the prince in my hands. So you, you could touch him. He, could, he couldn't be touched until after he went to heaven. He told Mary that in the garden. But after he come back down, then he handled him. I, touch me. I've eaten. But then he would just appear among them out of nowhere. Can you imagine just traveling universes? I mean, that Star Trek, beam me up, Scotty. And he, you know, all the fuzz happens, and then fuzz happens somewhere else. Can just, just, just go. You know what I'm saying? Well, I say the fuzz because used to at 12 midnight after the, after the Star Spangled Banner happened, then it went just fuzz on the TV. And so the first Star Treks, it was just the fuzz, just like at, the, at night. And now it's just kind of this little light, but they just here to there to yonder, and uh, like I you know, like I told you when when you know we've been there ten thousand years, just turn the page and we just see some more. What a blessing! And that's what we got to looking forward to, you know. So in this war, in this in this warfare, you know, not only are we we putting on these things, the the the, the truth, the word of God here. That righteousness, which is doing the word of God, practicing, being not doers of the word and not hearers only, and then our taking the gospel of peace to those that are without, those that are not in the race, those that are not in the warfare, and then the shield of faith. Appreciate the, those that wasn't in here in the men's Sunday school class. Brother, brother, uh, brother Tim uh, talked about the Pilgrim's Progress. For those of you who read it, uh, talking about the, the small faith and the small shield. Versus the great faith and the great big shield that might go from your head to your toe. And you've seen that. And, and then you think about, you know, they would put them all locked together. And, and the archers, as the, the arrows was being shot, just like the fiery darts of the devil, would be repelled from those shields. And so, depending on how much faith you want to put it that way, depending on the size of your shield. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, you can put faith in him. And, 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 and the more that we, the, the farther you go, the bigger your faith should be. And like I said, I'm no champion of faith. I'm no champion of prayer, but I, I've been far enough along <laughs> that hopefully my faith has gotten as increased. And that's why I can make, stand up here and just point to the things that God has done for us as a church, as a congregation. You know, and I appreciated how this happened, and I'm, I keep referring to. But this is this is an example. But when we 
Brother Tim came, just rehearsing it for us all. You you know it, but he said there's a, you know, the, the says a, or he already told me about this church, and he told Brother Williamson about the church. Brother Williamson had come over here and prayed over the property. I'd come over here at lunchtime and prayed over the property. I'd sit out in the front parking lot, and I would eat my lunch and pray. And then one time I got out and I walked the perimeter, <laughs> praying. Long before there was a, a sign on the sign that said church closed and a phone number. But he come in that morning, he said, said church closed. And we come over that morning, got the number, I called. And then we all come over that Sunday night, all but one person. There was a Sunday night and there was that Tuesday night that we all come over and got inside. One time Sherry couldn't come and one time Linda couldn't come. Of those, but everybody else was here. And that first time, when we stood in the parking lot as a church body and we prayed. Not my will, not our will, Lord, but thine be done. But we ask not to consume it upon our own lust. God give us that you will get glory out of it. And I cautioned us to pray that way and I cautioned us not to let pride set in. We come in on that Wednesday, on that Tuesday, and we seen it, and we prayed, and we prayed. But that very first night, Sunday night after church, we come over here and we prayed. We walked around, and we got out in the parking lot, and we prayed. And so this is an example of the answer of, of, of prayers. Those that might have had the faith to believe the prayer, and I, I just want to throw this in too. This is something that I won't say, well, for lack of better words, pains me. And I know that there's a growth in a person's faith. I understand that. But why can't we take James... Chapter 5, to heart. Is any among you afflicted? Question mark. Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray, let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up, and if he hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. I know that there's some physical infirmities. I believe God could heal them all. I also believe that there's afflictions that's put upon us. Paul prayed three times. His, he was not delivered of his. And it was, as, he, as it kind of come out in the scriptures, it was to keep him from, from pride setting in him, I believe. But still yet, there's other times that we have sickness, we have a, 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 an issue of some kind. That we, Ephesians chapter 6, we're, we're here. That faith, that faith and that prayer is there too. And we see it here in James. And, and why can't we just... So... I can't go out and lay hold of you on you and say, you know, and uh, there's been women at Island Ford that were barren and they exercised that. Now they got five kids. Who has to believe? The elders are believing, obviously. But I believe, and the prayer of faith, you have faith in the elders, you have faith in the Lord, you have faith in. In prayer, you have faith in the scriptures. See how faith works that way? And there's other times. Brother, Brother Hall, because it says the elders. 
the way Brother Hall dealt with that, he would just say if the men, and and he would also warn, look, if you if you don't believe, <laughs> then just stay there at your pew. But, but I've seen it. There was a, a man that can't. All I knew when I was working the radio station, that was back when everything was on cassette tapes, so it's been a while. Every week, we would get at least two, if not three, letters requesting a preacher's hour tape. All we knew was the name, Mark Barnett, Owensboro, Kentucky. And we just knew that from the letters. One Sunday, Brother Hall was out of town. I think he was in Mexico. We had a visiting evangelist doing the preaching for us. And in walked Mark Barnett and his two boys and a friend of his. He was a Catholic man and had been raised Catholic. His wife was Catholic. And he went to Germany. He was in the army, went to Germany, and got kind of messed over. It was one of those deals where his wife should have been able to go with him, and the army didn't do him right, and he wound up over there, and his wife was in the States. He was stand, he, he, a fellow got to witnessing to him, and, uh, and uh, you know, he, he didn't want nothing to do with salvation, didn't want nothing to do with what the man had said. And he got in such a deep despair, being separated from his family, he was standing on a bridge over the Autobahn in Germany, ready to jump. And the Holy Spirit kept him from jumping. And he went, and somewhere along the way there, either he went back to that boy and asked more about it or what the boy had been saying, the other soldier had been saying, took root, and he got saved there in Germany. But he comes back, gets out of the army, and now he's a saved man, married to an unsaved woman, religious but unsaved. And he got to listening to the radio station. And he would get, so he would listen, and the preaching every night, 9 o'clock, while she was in the house, was just eating her alive. She hated it. She hated the radio station. She hated his religion. She hated everything about it. And he would not only hear it the first time, he would order these cassette tapes, take them to work, listen to them again at work, listen to them again at home. And he'd come in with his, his wife had left him. His wife had, I'm done with it, I'm going to mama. In fact, she might have had the boys. I think it was just him and that man. It was, him and his friend. They drove down from Owensboro about 45 miles, and they come in that day, and uh, his wife took the kids and was staying at mama's house. I don't want no part of that religion stuff that you got. I'm tired of hearing it on the radio. He came in, and I think that he was he had spoke to Brother Thompson about it. And Brother Thompson, uh, he was talking about his wife needing to be saved, and his wife needed to be in church, and one thing or another. And Brother Thompson just turned it right on and said, "Are you in church regularly?" And he said, no. He said, I don't think God's going to do anything for your wife until you get right. So at the end of the service, he come forward. Actually, he come forward and got on the, on the altar, did business. And then, and then when he got up, then Brother Thompson shared that his wife had left him. We didn't know. I just knew the name. I never had met him before in my life. And, uh, he, uh, and so Brother Thompson just mentioned that it was off the radio at that time. Mentioned that he, you know, his wife had uh, had left him, and he had come, uh, and had wanted us to, you know, to pray for his wife to be saved, and he just had all the men that will come. Let's pray. And so we came, and we prayed over this stranger, prayed for his wife, and she'll stand and testify that God hemmed her up in the back bedroom of her mama's house after we prayed. And just, I mean, just, I mean, it was owner, kind of like it was Brother Joshua over the end, on that end pew. And many of us could testify the same thing. God was just on her in heavy conviction. God hemmed her up. She got saved in the back bedroom of her mama's house. And now they're serving God. They got four, four boys, uh, 
three of them there still at Island Ford. They got grandkids at Island Ford. God doing into the when I talk about the one couple that she stands and testifies, and just by faith she quit work, by faith that God just keeps paying the bills and keeps providing. You know, they got a piece of property, they got they got a new trailer, they got one thing or another. That is the daughter in law of Brother Mark and Miss Kim. So now we've got three generations there in that church, and it was people praying. And when you see stuff like that, to, to, to see, read to James and to see people not there yet, and I, maybe it's just me, I just want to go and say, you've got this infirmity, let us pray over you. <laughs> I can't do that. Because you're exercising faith when you call for the elders. You're exercising faith in just calling. That's a step. That's a step in the right direction. And then the elders come and pray and pray and having the faith we ought to uh, have and praying like we ought to pray that God would get the glory and honor and praise for it all. Great mighty things will happen just like what we're standing in, sitting in. But you got to have faith and you got to exercise the scriptures. You got to put, you got to put feet on, feet on your on your faith. Exercise it. And like I said, it just sometimes I just want to, you know, so and so sick or so and so's got this and so and so wants that. Here's the answer. Exercise a little faith. We'll not have a song. Yeah, we will have a song. I felt they'd do that. Well, Brother Tim, Miss Pam, come. Maybe there's someone here that just needs to, like the disciples, go to the Lord and say, Lord, help my unbelief. Increase our faith. Help me to be able to operate like Brother Bell's been preaching. To trust you and to trust your word. Praise him for the salvation that you have obtained in the spirit. But then praise him for, like we, Lord, haste the day when my fate shall become sight. You can praise him for the salvation that's ahead of us. It's a great salvation. It's not only what we're experiencing now, but there's so much more ahead to look forward to. What a blessing that is. So if the Lord's spoken to you, come, my dear song, please.